0: Hey, y'all, and welcome back to Katie on the flip side. I am excited to talk to you guys again today. Um, I'm in a little bit of a different location. We do what we can when we can. I am sitting in my car recording this, and we have rain on the roof of the car, so... Um, Sorry for the background noise. Maybe you can just enjoy it as like a peaceful, relaxing something. (laughs) I don't know, but I'm just going to go for it anyway, because I just wanted to get this recorded and talk to you guys about this. Um, Thank you so much to everybody for the support on my last podcast, um, talking about how I have lost weight, how I lost 35 pounds in six months. Um, You guys are amazing and so sweet and wonderful to share with your friends um, and to reach out and ask questions. I did want to answer just one question right quick that keeps coming up a lot before I get into today's topic. Um, Several people have asked me, and I can't remember if I said it in the podcast or if it's just in something else where I've said it, but lots of people asking about whether I count or have counted calories or carbs or anything else um i do not count calories Um, And I have not throughout my recent weight loss journey. um, In the past, like way past, I did do that. And it just was not helpful for me. Um, I would just get too obsessive over it. And then I would waste my calories on something without any nutritional value. And I would find myself just starving again because my body wasn't being fed the things that it needed to keep me full. Um, So I literally don't look at calories at all. Um, if you listen to the last podcast on how I lost weight, I kind of explain about the importance of the different food groups and feeding your body what it needs to actually have energy and sustain your hunger needs and all of that. So To answer that, no on the calories. Um, As far as carbs go, when I first started out, I tried to cut out as many carbs as I can. Definitely cut out like the bread and pasta and all of that. Now, don't get scared because if somebody had told me that, I would have been like, no, I can't do it. But once you understand what those things are doing to your body and why it's so difficult for you to lose weight, why it's so difficult to not be starving when you're trying to lose weight, Once you get that and you see how much better that you feel, it's easier to cut those things out. Um, But my goal, it wasn't realistic really to me to cut out all carbs 100%. There's carbs in some of the vegetables I like to eat. There's carbs in some fruits and that kind of thing. Um, I tried to limit it to 20 grams of carbs a day in general. Um, That's a pretty... It was a very general thing in my head. I didn't get really specific about it. I didn't like write it down or keep an actual running total. I would just kind of guesstimate like, oh, I know this morning for breakfast that had three carbs in it. And then what I'm eating for lunch is seven. So, you know, I've got a few to play around with. Like as long as I was staying under 20, I was pretty happy with that. Um, my, my ideal was zero or like the lowest number possible. But if something... Something would kind of flag my my brain if I saw something that was like 10 carbs in, you know, this one piece of low carb, quote, bread that I was going to eat or something. Then it's like, oh, that's not going to pan out well for the rest of the day. So I would just kind of keep a, a general running total um, in the beginning when I started. And I really didn't eat anything with sugar in it. So like when you're looking at carbs for the net carbs, you look at total carbs, Minus dietary fiber. And that's where you'll get your total number of carbs. So say there's uh, 13 grams of carbs, but there's 7 grams of fiber. Then you're going to have 6 um total net carbs. And if there's any sugars in that, so sometimes it'll say like three or four grams of sugar, then I would try to avoid that food altogether and get something that did not have sugars in it. So that kind of answers that question. As far as protein, um, there's not really a limit on protein. You just want to eat a lot of protein. I think you'd have to try pretty hard to eat way too much protein. So just get that number up there. Um, and get a good serving of protein in each meal. But a lot of that is explained way more in my previous podcast on how I lost weight. So go check that one out if you're interested to know more. But what I wanted to talk about today was the messages and comments and things I've gotten from people that have said, man, I wish I could lose weight, but I just, you know, I always fall off the wagon or always fail or I start trying and then I get discouraged because I don't lose enough or... You know, like, why? I don't know why I can't do it. You're so much better than me. You're, you know, no. mm -mm, I'm really not. Believe me. I've been there. I have 100% been there. And I get it. Like, I totally understand that feeling. I know that that's why for a long time I was like, I'm just not even going to try right now because it's not worth the disappointment in myself of knowing I'm going to fail and knowing it's not going to work and then telling everybody I'm trying to lose weight and then I don't and then I'm embarrassed and all those thoughts. I understand it so much and I get it. I totally get it. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with, I guess I was, I should say a lot of overcoming that has to do with what I talked about In episode 7, I believe it was, about body image and self-love. Being able to have self-love, self-confidence, and believe in yourself to do something is huge. And again, in the previous podcast, episode 8 on how I lost weight, I talk a lot about how the mental part of weight loss is the biggest part and the rest of it isn't going to happen if you haven't overcome the mental stuff. And I think part of that is the same kind of thing that held me back from even making these podcast episodes, making my podcast all together and sharing the stuff that I'm sharing right now. Because for whatever reason, I had the thoughts of, you know, who am I to tell people that this is how you do it? Because somebody's going to say, oh, well... You know, you're not supposed to do that, and you really shouldn't eat any carbs, and you really should count calories. And, well, if you don't count, you know, who people are going to question me, and people are going to say that I'm doing it wrong, and, you know, I don't have all the answers. So I don't want to share what I know unless I know the answers to everything, and unless I know something that's going to help every single person well the truth behind that is nobody has all the answers. Nobody does. Not one person has all the answers for everybody. Nobody ever will. We're all figuring this out together and it's okay to be wrong. It's okay for me to make a mistake and say something that is you know inaccurate or not not helpful for one person in a mistaking way. Obviously, it's not okay to intentionally mislead people. And that's definitely nothing that I would ever want to do. And I think that's where I was afraid is, well, what if I say this and then I'm wrong and then, you know, people blame me. But, you know, you can't live your life not trying stuff because you're afraid you're going to make mistakes or you're not going to live, and you're not going to live up to your purpose, and you're not going to do all the things that God created you to do. And I felt so strongly about sharing all this that I had to get over that. You know, I had to get over the thought of who am I to inspire people, or who am I to share what's worked for me. Any time people would ask, I would just kind of blow it off, and you know, like, oh, well, this will work for me, but I don't know. You know, it's probably not going to work for anybody else, and. I probably did it wrong and that's something that I've had to overcome and I think a lot of that is what causes people to question themselves, to not try, um, to not even get started and what causes people to continue to fail because when you start telling yourself before you start that you always fail anyway and it's probably not going to work but you're going to try it, then you're giving yourself that as an option. I know because I've done it. I have given myself that option that when it gets too hard it's okay because i can just quit or if it's too hard or it's not working then i'll just stop and that's one of the most frustrating things um as on both sides of it for the person who's actually trying and things aren't aren't working um it's really that's really difficult but it's also hard as the person who's trying to share what works um and then you have somebody who try something for a couple of days or you know halfway does part of it but not all of it and then well that didn't work for me. Well, you're wrong because this didn't work, but then the person didn't really give it a full try. Um I think part of it is not telling yourself you're going to fail. Believing in yourself that no matter what happens and no matter how hard it gets you're gonna keep going and you're gonna keep trying, and you're gonna maybe modify some things. Maybe you've given it a good old try for a couple weeks and nothing's changing. Then let's reassess what what can you do differently? That's not you being a failure. That's your body responds differently than some other people's bodies do. And let's research that. Let's put it in Google and see what they have to say because somebody's got an answer to something. Somebody has a modification and somebody has a different way to do it. So failure is just not even an option. It's it's not. When you have your mindset that you're going to change things, you're going to change your life, you want to feel better, you want to be better mom, you want to be, have more energy, you don't want to be stressed out and irritable all the time it's just not an option the the path that you're on may not be what gets you to your end goal but this side road might or this uh gravel road or taking this turn and then that turn and then going down this other road You have to just be flexible and understand that nothing is going to go perfectly. It's okay to make a mistake in it. It's okay to make a mistake and have a meal where you just totally didn't even follow the plan that you were on as far as your eating goes. You ate too much sugar. You ate too many carbs. You ate too much bacon. I don't know. Is there ever such thing as too much bacon? Um, But one thing that has really changed my mindset on failure and on, um, I guess kind of cheat meals or a bad day or screwing it up is that one bad meal doesn't equal the end of anything. One bad meal doesn't mean the whole day is ruined. Doesn't mean the whole week or the whole weekend is ruined. Um, I know when I was kind of first starting out, or I guess it was a little bit of ways into the process, and we had gone to lunch at my sister's house, and she had made uh, this delicious chicken tetrazzini with the... The noodles and the sauce, and oh my gosh, it was so delicious, and I had told myself like I knew that that's what they were having. I knew that was something I really enjoyed, and at this point, I was probably like five months into my journey, and so I was giving myself a little bit more leeway here and there to try to um not be quite as ag- aggressive and adjust a little bit more to um flexible eating, I guess you could say. And so I ate a reasonable portion of it, but I got the majority of the salad and the healthier, um, less carby options. And I did enjoy the noodles. I enjoyed probably more than I usually, definitely more than I usually would have because I don't really eat noodles anymore. Um, And so after the meal, she was like, well, if you're going, you know, you might as well just write it off for the day, and it's it's all good. And I said, but not really because I've written off this meal as being kind of a cheap meal, but I'd already planned that I was going to eat a better dinner. I already had stuff for a salad and for grilled chicken to go in my salad and the almonds and the things that needed to go in my salad to make sure that I ate a healthy, fulfilling um meal that night because just because you eat bad for one meal or say you decide that you just really want to have a dessert with your lunch or with your dinner or whatever, that doesn't mean the next meal has to be crap too. Um, That's when you, you make it up. You get back on track and you're able to adjust. That's one of the things I love about Kelly Levesque's book that I've talked about called Body Love and she talks about how to get back on track, how to make it up, and how to not allow one or two mistakes or one, you know, day or meal or weekend of just letting loose and enjoying yourself, how to not let that completely ruin your whole thing and get you off track. Um, You know, if you're counting calories or if you're counting carbs or whatever, just because you went over doesn't mean you need to go way over. So previously I would have had a mentality of, you know, say you're eating I don't know, 1,500 calories in a day and you decide, everybody you're with decides to go to Taco Bell for dinner and your your meal you get, you eat it and you look it up and it's like 1,000 calories in itself. And so that puts you over. Well, that doesn't mean, okay, well screw it. I already went over. Now I'm going to go get a milkshake and I'm going to get this and I'm going to get that because I've already gone over for the day. Say it's 1,800 calories that you end up with that's better than 2500 you know I mean the same obviously I don't count calories now but that's just kind of an example of just because you screwed up at one point don't make it even worse on yourself you know um stop while you're I guess ahead or behind or whatever You can stop yourself and say, okay, you know, I enjoyed that. I'm not going to beat myself up for it. I'm not going to beat myself up that I decided to have a piece of cake at my kid's birthday party. I planned ahead. I knew I was going to have this piece of cake and I've already planned for what I'm going to eat for dinner tonight to get myself back on track so that I'll feel better again, so that I won't wake up tomorrow feeling sluggish, so that I won't have a sugar crash and get irritable and grumpy with my family And that's why your why is so, so very important. Um, If you know you're going to feel like crap, you'll have the motivation to get back on track if your motivation or your why is just that, you know, you want to fit in the pants that you bought or you want to look be skinnier and you want to look better in pictures and those are all great things, but that may not be enough motivation for you. If you have tried to lose weight multiple times because you've done all that before, you've felt like you look terrible in pictures, you have not fit in pants, you've put on pants from a previous season and they've been too tight and as motivating as in my head for me in the past, I would tell myself that should be enough motivation, well, sorry, sister, sometimes it's not, you know sometimes that's not enough motivation, and it hasn't always been um you know it sucked to feel that way in the past, but I made it through, and right now this extra piece of cake or this you know milkshake on the way home looks like it'll make me feel better, but when I have motivation and a why that's different from anyone that I've had before that is something that's more immediate for me and something that is about how I feel not from looking at myself but how I physically feel um, emotionally mentally and and physically Um, that is what helps me get back on track is making sure that my why is related to something, not just long-term, not just something that has sucked before, um, that I've pushed through and said, whatever, I'm just going to go back to eating the way I was before because this is, this is easier. It's, that totally changes my, totally changes my mindset. Um, I definitely have to have a different why than what it's been in the past, um, And I think another part for me is not punishing myself for screwing up or for taking a break or for taking a meal when it's going to be a special, uh, you know, special event family meal. And I know it's going to be one of my favorite foods. If I need to take a break, take a break. But take that break with my restart set in stone so go ahead and plan for say you know you're going to have you're going to be for us a a real life example would be going to a football game that day um or going to disney world we went to disney world and i wanted to eat all the mickey waffles but i knew i would feel like crap and i also knew that i could allow myself to have a little taste of such and such here and there a little candy little ice cream whatever it is but that I needed to get myself some of the shrimp or I needed to get myself some of the grilled chicken or I needed to make sure I had a salad first. I needed to make sure that I... some healthy options before I got there or while I was there. Pick some of the healthy things in addition to allowing myself a little bit of a break and then go ahead and plan for the next day. I've already got my smoothie stuff set out for tomorrow morning or I've already made sure I have it bought and I'm not going to run out and I'm not going to not going to have not enough. Um, Plan for when you're going to restart. Let yourself take a break if you need to so that you don't get burned out, but plan for the restart. And by that, I don't mean plan to take a break for a month and come back to it. I think there is a way to take a healthy break and still continue loving yourself and fueling your body and taking care of yourself in a way that's positive, I will say for me, this summer, as my kids were out of school and we were traveling and things were different, I knew that for me at that point, I really wanted to be able to not consume myself with worrying about me not having the right things to eat or doing the right thing and so I was able to take a quote break in a way but not just totally screw up all the progress that I'd made because you don't want to undo all the work that you've done but learning how to eat in a healthy way over the previous you know six seven eight months at that point. I was able to say, okay, so I know that for breakfast, I'm going to continue to have my smoothie. I'm going to continue to have, um, instead of my smoothie, I was trying to find options for something that would um, give me the same effect, but not be something I had to make up every day, because when we're traveling, maybe I wasn't able to bring a blender, or I couldn't mix everything together, um, so I found the Quest bars that had a certain amount of protein in them, and carbs, and all of that, so when I was looking at protein bars, and breakfast bars, and good gracious, Kelly Levesque in her book made me so aware of how many carbs are in those things, even the ones that are like, oh, 20 grams of protein in this one protein bar, that's amazing fuels you and gets you all full and blah, blah, blah. Well, those suckers have like 40 carb grams of carbs in them or something. So I was really conscious to look at that And I would have a Quest Bar and then I would also have a handful of almonds with it because I realized the importance of the fat and um, all the things that were in those to keep me full. So still, right now, I will buy Quest Bars and on a day when I know I'm not going to have time to make a smoothie, even though the smoothies literally take like five minutes to make, but you know what? Some days you don't have five minutes. So I'll have those or um, there's some Atkins uh, liquid, it's kind of like a It's almost like a slim fast shake, but it's made by Atkins and they've made new ones that have um, fiber in them. So you're getting your protein and you're getting your fiber. And then I'll add a handful of almonds and I will do like a greens supplement. Um, So I use the It Works greens and I'll have that. So that covers all my bases and makes it a portable, flexible solution. Like there are solutions to this. You're not tied to having a smoothie for breakfast for the rest of your life. And I will say that there've been some days when, my kids want pancakes and I will make them pancakes and I'll let myself have on a weekend morning. Maybe I'll have like half a pancake or I'll have a pancake and then I will make myself some eggs and I'll mix in some spinach with my eggs. I will cook the eggs in MCT oil or I'll cook them in olive oil. I'll add some almonds on the side with my pancake so previously I would have been like, oh shoot, I'm going to ruin it all with this pancake and syrup, so that's all I'm going to eat for breakfast because then I'm going to go over my calories or I'm going to, you know, whatever. But I knew and I know now that that's not going to keep me full and that's not going to keep me um fulfilled and it's going to leave me craving more sugar in an hour or 2 hours. But when I add the protein in and the the nuts and the greens, I'm not going to be craving something sugary for lunch. So I hate the feeling of wanting sugar now. I hate that feeling because it makes me feel out of control. And when I feel like I'm in control of my hunger and in control of my cravings, I can resist those tempting foods more easily. Um, So I think in terms of taking a break you want to keep in mind that that doesn't mean you just have to go to crap. Um, We will still get pizza sometimes as a family and I'll get thin crust pizza. So it's not quite as many carbs and then I will get a salad with it or I'll make sure that I eat some almonds with it or something to fulfill me and fill me up so that I'm not craving something else next. Um, When you're talking about taking a break like that. Again, I want to emphasize having in mind before you allow yourself to take a break or before you allow yourself to eat something that you know is not within the boundaries of what you're wanting to eat, but you really just want to allow yourself a little time to live. Like we got to live our lives, right? Um it's so important to know that that's not the end. Like you have to envision the next meal that you're going to eat you have to envision when you're going to stop envision that you're going to have this one piece of cake and that is all and you're not going to let yourself have anything more maybe take yourself if you know you're going to be tempted to eat the cake and you know you don't want to eat the cake take you a birthday cake quest bar and eat that instead because that's a better option but go ahead and envision what's going to happen the next day. For us with exercise, um, if you guys have been keeping up with Cullen and me on Instagram and Everywhere else, Um, we've been talking about doing the last 90 days um, with Rachel and Dave Hollis, doing their um, their challenge for the last 90 days to live our lives differently. Um, There's a lot of different components to it, but part of that is getting up an hour earlier and exercising, moving your body every day for 30 minutes. So we have started working out, like literally exercising, not just taking a little walk around the neighborhood. Every single morning. And that's something that I've never done before in the past when I've exercised. I have, you know, gone every other day or done most of the weekdays, but not all of them. And then taking weekends off. But I told myself I was just going to try it every single day, getting up at 5 a.m. and exercising. So we are three. We're on the third week now. Uh, day. What are we on? We're on day 15. So it's the start of the third week. And this weekend, we knew we were going to be going out of town really, really early on a Sunday morning and we were like, okay, we're just going to kind of allow ourselves a break from the hardcore workout that morning because we know we're going to be walking a lot where we're going. So in taking a break, we knew we were going to still be moving our body for 30 minutes or more, like multiple hours of the day, but we weren't going to be doing a hardcore exercise in the morning. And honestly, to me, that felt so good to know because I'm going to tell you, like, I don't want to work out in the mornings. Like, I do not look forward to it with a vengeance like some people do. I have to make myself do it. And knowing that I was going to get to take a break from doing that was, like, such a relief. Um the next day, we our kids were out of school and we told ourselves we were going to allow ourselves to sleep in and not exercise in the morning, but that we were going to, once we did wake up, we were going to let ourselves have a lazy morning and rest and just really enjoy the time with our kids. But then once we got up and got going, we were going to take turns each exercising and going to work out. So we planned a break. Um, we didn't just give up on ourselves and say, oh, I'm going to sleep in. Well, now this threw the whole 90 days off. We still got right back at it and whether or not you want to take a break like that or you want to say, you know what, I'm just going to plan ahead and allow myself to take this break today because I know I need it, then you know the next day I'm going to go ahead and get my clothes out, get them laid out, get my workout shoes out, get my workout pulled up on the computer for the next morning because I'm going right back to it. I'm not giving up. This break does not mean I'm giving up. It means I'm taking a break and I can tell you how refreshing that break was for us. I am just not a person that has ever been one to work out every day. I would love to be, and I'm working my way towards that. But on the path there, you have to give yourself some grace. And you have to know that just because you're deciding to Uh, move your workout a little later one day or not do an actual workout because you're going to be walking a lot due to your activities for that day. That doesn't mean you're failing. That doesn't mean you're giving up and you're not doing what you're supposed to do. That means that you are creating a structure and a plan for yourself that's what works for you. And This morning, knowing I was going to get up early and work out, like yesterday working out in the middle of the day, I thought, golly, I'm wishing I worked out earlier in the day and I'm looking forward to working out earlier in the day tomorrow. And Cullen even said this morning he woke up and was like craving working out because he allowed himself to take a break. So I think it's important. I think it's important to not let yourself get burned out. You have to... Just work around it and know that it's okay to, to make some changes and to modify some things because something is not working doesn't mean that you're not going to be able to lose weight in your life. It means you have to change some things, try something different, add in something different. Um, and Kelly LeVette covers a lot of this in her book, Body Love, um, about you know, maybe you need more protein in your meals. Maybe you need more fat. Maybe, you know, adding in different things and trying out different things. She gives a lot of real life examples that address a lot of this stuff and it's super duper helpful. Um, My final tip on this, on why people tend to fail and how to keep yourself from failing is... To follow people, if you're big into social media, which if you're listening to this podcast and follow me, then you probably are somebody who gets on Instagram or gets on Facebook or gets on wherever you go, Snapchat, or I don't even know what all the places are now, YouTube. Follow people that are like-minded, fighting similar battles that inspire you. Follow people that are where you want to be. This is something I said in my podcast on what to do when your partner won't change or won't get help or is not motivated to better themselves. Stop taking advice from people who are miserable with their life. Stop taking advice from other people who haven't figured out how to make something work for themselves. I'm not saying you can't be friends with people, I'm not saying to totally just ignore those people now. I'm saying if there's somebody you're following that's always miserable and always complaining about their themselves, their weight, they can't do it, they don't have motivation, they're down on themselves, that's not going to be helpful for your progress. You're going to learn the most and be the most inspired by somebody who is where you want to be or who has done things to get to where you want to be and continues to do those things and is continuing to grow and change and better themselves. If you want to search hashtags like search for like hashtag weight loss motivation hashtag um, transformation Tuesday or whatever you want you want to search for keto um weight loss planning keto diet um paleo. Kelly Levette, go look at her page. Go look at her Instagram page. Look at who she follows. Follow some of the people she follows. It's in when you find those people, like people who have found my account. I'm always sharing other people that inspire me. So, as you follow people who are at a place where you want to be, you're going to see them most likely sharing other things that have inspired them, sharing resources and pages to follow of people that are inspirational. It is, it's, if there's somebody you're scrolling past that you keep feeling a feeling when you scroll past them, and I probably don't even have to describe it because. Y'all are going to know what I'm talking about. You might scroll past and be like, Oh God, they always like, they look like they do everything perfect, but they say that they don't even try. And you know, they're portraying this life of being perfect, but they never show any struggles and it makes you feel bad about yourself. That's not somebody you want to be following. It's not helpful to follow somebody who makes you feel bad about yourself. It's helpful to follow somebody who inspires you to be better and inspires you that you can change because I know you can change. If I can change from the place where I was, oh my goodness, you can. If Cullen can change from the place where he was, then good gracious, you can too. Like everybody is fighting a battle so many people will say but you don't understand i'm dealing with with this that and the other and i do i know there are times there are times when you just can't like you can't fight the battle right then but that doesn't mean you're never going to be able to when after i had my second child and was dealing with postpartum depression i was at a place where i i couldn't i couldn't handle the Um, Or, I guess I didn't have the motivation, the like mental capacity to do what I needed to do to lose weight at that time. I had to get my mental state in place first. So, I'm not saying that at any stage you are in life that you should just go for it and not worry about anything else and you're a failure if you can't. I'm saying don't let the situation you're currently in let you lose hope for being able to make those changes in the future because you're going to be able to make those changes. You start one step at a time and you work through some of the mental stuff you're dealing with. You work through some of the trauma that you've experienced. You work through some of the things from your childhood that have gotten you where you are today that make you question yourself, that make you feel down on yourself. You work through some of that stuff. You start following people that will help in that area. You start looking at resources. You start searching on YouTube for videos on how to help overcome depression, anxiety, mental things. You also look for a therapist if that's what you need. I'm not saying that YouTube and podcasts and everything are the solution to all the problems because having an actual mental health professional that will help you with your specific situation is incredibly helpful as well. But just don't let your current situation be your final destination. There was a quote I saw on Instagram that I shared that said, your current Situation is not your final destination. And that really, really spoke to me at a time when I was in a bad situation. And just to know that it's not like you, you can change things and you will. You totally will. If you want to, you can do it. So that is what I have to share with you guys today. I really, really want everybody to know that you're capable of whatever you put your mind to. You have to believe in yourself and you have to know you can do it. Um, As always, I would love to connect with you guys. Please feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. Uh, katiepie07 is my name. That's where I am the most. I'm also on Twitter, katiepie7, and um, on YouTube, also at katie on the flip side. So, Reach out to me there. I would love to talk with you guys. Thank you all so, so, so very much for sharing my podcast and um, taking a screenshot and sharing it with your friends, posting it on your socials, because that helps me a ton. And I think there's probably people out there that you know that it will help them. So feel free to share this with anybody who you think it might be helpful to. Um, if you would like to leave a review for my podcast and give it a the number of stars you think it deserves, that helps me a ton. It's obviously a brand new podcast, and it's really helpful um, as far as helping other people find this and find these resources. It's really helpful when you leave a review and a rating. So thank you guys so much for all the support and love. Y'all are amazing, and I have confidence in you guys that you can change your lives, and I cannot wait to hear all of your success stories. Thanks, guys. Have a great day.